0: Well, it's almost Christmas. Actually, (laughs) wait. No, it's not. It's almost Thanksgiving. And that can only mean one thing. Christmas movies! (laughs) See, I told (laughs) you it was almost Christmas. Yes, all of the Christmas movies. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focused on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. Well, this week we've got the debut of a Christmas movie called Journey to Bethlehem. And as the title pretty much spells out, it's a nativity movie about Christ's birth. But it's a nativity movie that I think it's safe to say has a couple wrinkles and our very own Paul AC has seen it. He'll tell us all about it and I guess we don't need a spoiler warning. We pretty much we pretty much know <laughs> what happens. Know, we pretty right? much know what goes on. But, you know, nativity movies are a genre that is pretty full. There're actually quite a few of them. We thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about some of the other nativity movies and Christmas movies out there and how they can encourage us in our faith. And in our second segment with Christmas on the brain and all, Bob Hoos will join us for a holiday video game guide. He'll be dishing out rapid fire summaries of the biggest games of the year and what parents need to know about them. Well, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Plugged In Show wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review. We love it when you tell people about the Plugged In Show because that helps them know what they can expect when they join us to talk about the stuff that we talk about each week. So please do that, and we would love that. Thank you. Well, as mentioned, joining me for our first segment today are Emily Chow, Kristen Smith, and Paul Ac. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. 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 So, does your family, and that can be either your family now or your family
1: then,
2: earlier,
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one you grew up in?
3: Um, okay. Do you have a
0: favorite Christmas? Or holiday-oriented movie that you always watch at some point in November or December. Kristen, I see that hand. I
3: want to go.
1: Okay. So, ooh,
0: ooh, pick me. Ooh,
1: ooh, pick me. Not that long ago, a fam- so my current family and the one I grew up in <laughs> get together sometimes.
0: <laughs> and no. Like to watch, Both like, families simultaneously?
1: <laughs> we like to watch Elf. Aww. But personally, I watch You've Got Mail. Yeah. Oh You've yeah, got mail. it's
3: fall. That it's not surprise yeah, Christmassy. me at all. Yeah, it's like my favorite movie. Anyway, I love watching Meg Ryan movies. Like right. I mean, what's next Die Hard? I don't yes. know what that is, but I love it. Yes, thank you. You
4: know, I've never seen You've Got Mail.
3: Well, anyway, what? you need to go see it. It's Even amazing. I have seen well, that. I shouldn't say that because we're unplugged in, but I enjoy it as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank
1: you. <laughs> what's your movie?
4: Is it better? You know what? This is a it's this is a difficult question. Because uh, I, I know that I've said on this podcast before, It's a Wonderful Life is one of our favorite really go-to yeah. movies. I watch that with my family now, not my family then. But what I've been trying to <laughs> All right, to do... all right. So it was a silly question. I think we've
0: established that as you were.
4: <laughs> so what I, I'm actually trying to do, because I'm I'm a geek like this, I'm trying to watch like every version that I can, one version a year of A Christmas Carol. Ah, and there's like a oh, hundred kind of them. Of fun. There's like a bazillion of them. That's there's a, a bazillion idea. of them. Spirited, but the counted best last one is year. the
3: Muppets Christmas Carol. But only if it includes, like, you might have to, like, go find an old VHS because you need the one where uh, young Scrooge and his love interest sing together. Um, that's the best one. And they actually lost the footage for it. So it's, like, not on the DVDs. Oh, interesting. Because they weren't able to remaster it. So they were wow. like, oh, well. And it is a travesty.
0: <laughs> that they lost it
3: that they lost it Not I think the they movie. found it again though I think I read something that they found it so hopefully future Blu-rays and DVDs will have it
4: that's a really interesting little bit of trivia you might call that is. an Easter egg for a Christmas movie oh yeah movie.
3: no like Easter my family e- wow. is like lost our minds <laughs> collective minds
4: <laughs> so I do have to say I have a soft spot for Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol what? Hmm. Yeah, but I haven't That's been able to see
3: it since I was like 8 years old. I have never you been. You probably find it online Do You now. guys even know who Mr. That's Magoo true. is? I don't. Yeah, I do. Sorry.
4: No. Uh.
0: Yeah. So young.
4: So young. He's a guy who can't see very well. He was he played Scrooge and it was very funny because he couldn't see any of the ghosts. Oh, I
0: totally want to go find yeah. that. Now.
4: I
1: just feel like sometimes I shouldn't be in plugged in. Like everyone <laughs> listening's like, have you seen this movie? Of course I have. I'm I like, think the I don't even is, know what you're talking know. about. I
3: don't think age is the problem. I think that it's not, we're just nerdier just, than you are. <laughs>
0: Well, no, age is the problem because he was a cartoon in the 1970s. Okay, and he but didn't I know, but I'm know.
3: the same age as her. Yeah. All right, all right. All
4: and right. I do
0: think that when you're
4: talking about a Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol, it's not like really highbrow entertainment. All so, right, well. Anyway.
3: Thanks, guys. Her standards <laughs> are too high for you. All right.
0: Well, turn It's interesting that we have now been doing the plugged in show long enough that I'm reasonably certain that I gave this answer to a similar question last year. Uh-huh. So. If you're like, dude, can you come up with a new answer next year? I'll work <laughs> on it. The answer's no. Um, but it's Elf for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, and
3: no, you're correct, because I have actually heard you say that in this podcast. But before. it's lovable.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got a few little yeah. hiccups content-wise, but um, it's by far my favorite Will Ferrell movie. And <laughs> heaven knows Will Ferrell has done lots of stuff that is not going to end up on any of my yep. favorite lists. Yeah. But it's a he's just a delightful character. Uh, as an elf coming to New York City, looking for his dad. Don't
5: you
4: know, say something negative. No, I. I well, I was going to say something positive and negative. Oh. You know, because Will Ferrell, he's just an interesting guy. Like seventy percent of the stuff we would hammer. Yeah. But when he's in really good, family-friendly like stuff, he is
1: screaming. delightful. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's not that podcast. Right, that's but... a different podcast. Yeah, my for time.
0: Right. Will Ferrell, we love and hate. <laughs> Sometime later, maybe. <laughs> yes, Emily.
3: So. um My family, the family I grew up with, like we – the Clark household was just like –
0: Your then family.
3: Yeah, Well, they're not my then family. They're still my now family. No, it's
0: complicated. It's complicated.
3: Pre-marriage. How about that? Sure. Um, No. So the Clark household, we watched – all of the Christmas movies, and we watched movies that we wouldn't, that you wouldn't necessarily consider to be Christmas movies, like but we are. No, like, like uh, if there was snow on like the ground, we watched it. Yep. Die
0: Hard, right? <laughs> like
3: my dad and I will die on that hill. That Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs>
0: Look, just because a movie takes place at Christmas doesn't make it know, a Christmas movie. I know, I know.
3: It's a joke. But actually, my family had a debate about whether or not Father of the Bride was a Christmas movie last also year. Also, no. Well, because the That's reason why is because we, somehow we always watch it together at Christmas, I feel like even counts. though it's not technically yeah,
0: a Christmas which is why movie. Star Wars is also a Christmas movie. There well, is the Star Wars Christmas special. Though. There is the <laughs> Star Wars
4: Christmas special. You can make an argument that that Wizard of Oz is a Thanksgiving movie because yeah. it's always on TV around Thanksgiving. Right. I always and associate the Ten it Commandments with is
0: an Easter Christmas. movie, but now we're again in another podcast. We're in a totally different <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, no,
3: I think the one that I always wind up watching myself, though, I always watch Home Alone and a Christmas Story.
0: Okay, those are both fun. Those are both fun. One of them is a Christmas movie and one of them is not a oh, on.
3: <laughs> no, they're both Christmas movies. They I both know, take place I What know. is wrong with you? <laughs> Who hurt you? Uh,
0: you know, honestly, that is not only a podcast for a separate time. That is well therapy frankly <laughs> all right i'm, I'm glad that uh, emily is helping me to plumb my deep psychological wounds from the past
1: how do we move forward that
0: was pretty funny that was pretty funny we're just going to move forward <laughs> okay we are not stopping we are moving forward okay and thank goodness from here we are journeying to bethlehem <laughs> so even though we're still two weeks away from Thanksgiving, Christmas movies are coming and not just the mamby-pamby holiday movies, but real (laughs) movies about Jesus. And one of those is Journey to Bethlehem, which all that I know about it is that Antonio Banderas is in it. And that makes it automatically- He sings. Interesting. And the fact that Antonio Banderas as King Herod is singing makes me say, Paul, what's going on in this movie? It's
3: going to be so interesting for like little kids who go see this because they're going to hear Puss in Boots. That's ah. all they're going to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true.
4: This is a really interesting movie, right? I have seen my share of
0: nativity movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
4: Spoken know the like story. a very
0: tired film critic. <laughs>
4: I know the story pretty well. <laughs> this was... Uh, the most unusual take on the nativity story that I've ever seen because it sort of blends this story that we're all very, very familiar with with High School Musical.
0: Wow. wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. How did that work for you?
3: I, th- I think I need to go see this now.
4: <laughs> it, you
3: know, I'm
4: still, uh, to be honest with You're you... You're speechless. I am speechless. Because <laughs> doesn't it's happen so very often. unusual, right? It is so <laughs> unique that it can be a little bit hard because it's so beyond what we've typically seen. It can be a little bit hard to figure out, you know, what you even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really this sort of rom-com musical... Where the story, it just got weirder. Uh, yeah, it's it's really about Mary and Joseph and their relationship, right? Okay. That's one big part Do of the story. Do they sing too? They sing. There are dances Ooh. in the desert. There are funny wise men. There are a lot of elements that feel very a part of what you would see on, you know, a really good Disney Channel musical. It feels a little wow. like Camp Rock, feels a little like High School Musical. Wow, um, the, the is director is in it too. No, he is not. Okay. But there are some really good singers, dancers in this movie. Um, it's directed by Adam Anders, who this is his very first movie that he's ever directed. But he is known for working on Glee, High School Musical, a lot of those things. So he brings so he's a got lot of those elements into this movie, right? And he's primarily a songwriter, a song producer. So the music that we hear is pretty good. Now, the fact that it's all in this story that we have sort of And rightfully so sanctified over the years. Um, It is a really interesting juxtaposition. And to answer your question finally, does it work? (laughs) I love the creativity because... You're not going to answer the question, are you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) He can't just give a yes or no answer. I can't
4: give a yes or no answer. This is me we're talking about. This is plugged in. (laughs) So... I love the creativity because I think sometimes when you're talking about these Bible stories that we become so familiar with, right, you need to be sort of jarred out of what you think you're going to see. To see it in a new, fresh, and different way, you need to be shaken up a little bit. And Hmm. this movie actually shakes you up a little bit.
3: So I have to ask – for all the book lovers out there and Bible lovers especially, um, how closely does it stick to the source material?
4: Oh,
0: that's a great plugged-in question. Thank yeah. you, Emily. It is a great question,
4: and they do take liberties, right? They okay. they definitely do take liberties. Story liberties or
0: theological liberties?
4: story liberties. Okay. okay. So this is still very much about the son of God. That is very very explicitly told here. This is That's this good. is not uh some sort of watered down version in the, of the nativity. We see okay. angels, we see uh a lot of talk about this being a universe changing event, mm-hmm. wow. right? But you do have a lot of liberties taken with the story here. Mary and Joseph are going to be part of an arranged marriage. Mary is not very much a fan of this arranged marriage. She wants to become a teacher. Um, So it becomes— When she's not singing. When she's not singing, she sings about the arranged marriage with her sisters. Okay. So uh, you have some element. Obviously, we never got to know Mary's
0: sisters in the Bible.
4: Hmm. Uh, there, there does the are, Bible
0: even say she had sisters? No,
4: it does say? not. Okay. No, it does not. So you have a lot of. We can neither confirm elements. nor deny. Yeah. It's, okay. It feels like the chosen, maybe three steps beyond, right? <laughs> hmm. This is not. When you're looking at what actually happened in Nazareth, in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, this is not going to reflect that. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha.
0: Well, Paul, I also want to just toss in that you had a chance to talk to Adam Anders, uh, who pretty interesting guy from everything you have said about that conversation. And you can find a link to that interview on YouTube in the episode notes for today's show. So, I want to use this as a springboard into a bigger conversation. Emily, a couple of years ago, you wrote a blog about Christ-oriented Christmas movies that yep. might be worth our consideration. And again, you'll find a link to that in the episode notes for today's show. What were the films that made your list?
3: Yeah. So we had The Nativity Story from 2006, The Star from 2017, Veggie Tales, The Little Drummer Boy, The Three Wise Men from 2020 and the Christmas with the Chosens special, The Messengers. Okay, um, And then we did have one little bonus one which, because it actually tells the true nativity story uh, that we read from the Bible, and that was A Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> that's,
0: that's so sweet. That's a great one. I love the Charlie Brown Christmas. And And actually, I think this is a great segue into a bigger conversation. The challenge with a story that we're familiar with is... The familiarity, right? I mean, the old cliche says familiarity breeds contempt. And I don't know that I would say I have contempt for any of these movies, but I don't know. Sometimes the things we're familiar with, we're like, yeah, you know, I want something different. But mm-hmm. what would you guys say the value is? With interacting with any of these stories and maybe doing that with our families. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah, you know, I'm gonna go back actually to your icebreaker question
0: because great while, it was a great question. <laughs> well,
4: when <laughs> we were growing up, we didn't have a movie that we watched, but we did have a book that we read almost every single. Which one? Year, the best Christmas pageant ever. okay Interesting. And the for those who are not familiar with it, it's a comedy. Book, right? It's right. a very thin comedy book that talks a little bit about this kid who's in this Christmas pageant with these terrible, terrible neighbors. They have like six kids. They're always stealing. They're always I've lying. I've read that. Yeah. And isn't there a movie version too? There is a movie version as well. Uh, but the book, I think, is just so funny, so good. And one of the reasons why I love that is because it does make you grapple with the Christmas story in a way that a lot of other things don't do. It brings it down to earth because you see these kids who are called the horrible Herdmans. (laughs) They find themselves struck by the Christmas story as they're involved with it. You see uh, Imogene Herdman becomes the the main focal point, right? She's Mary, and they talk about this beautiful scene in the very end where she – she looks confused. She looks lost. She looks like she's crying on, on stage because she doesn't quite know what to do. And the narrator says, that's what I think of Mary now, because you would think of her being a little lost, a little confused. And she doesn't quite know where to go, what to do. And I love just bringing that sense of humanity uh, to the story that sometimes oh, we the miss. Oh, humanity. <laughs>
1: you guys ever feel like when Paul answers, you're like, okay, well— Mine isn't that deep. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've not thought about that. now this over to enough. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen? <laughs> it should be, though, right? No, actually, thank you for bringing that up. I forgot that book existed. And I used to read that. That's interesting. Um, but you're talking about, like, just the, the, the need and desire for this, right? Like, as a family and watching these together. I think it's good. I have really little kids. And so getting to watch things like we watch... Um, Mary, Larry, and the True Light of Christmas. Sorry, I had to look up the title Is that a there. Veggie tales thing? It's a Veggie Tales one, um, and it's Larry in... was a
0: dead giveaway. Yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> well, I have a collection of things in the car that you know they put on repeat, and I'm pretty staunch about like we don't watch anything in like we don't watch anything during the year that's not Christmas until it's Christmas time. My kids revolt against that. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think I it's think good. You have
0: some rules at your house.
1: I, we we really do, but <laughs> anyway, I like a lot of these different like movies because it presents. To little kids, it presents different angles, but really f- kind of for the first time. And each year you watch it, this is kind of what builds tradition right, in your family. Yeah. And, and even if you're over it or you've seen it a million times, your kids haven't, especially if they're younger, maybe if they teenagers are over it. But I kind of like introducing this stuff now to my younger kids because it sort of builds that tradition and it gives us room to have conversations about it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that that tradition is it builds that memory piece in. And it goes back to, again, mm-hmm. my awesome icebreaker question, right? <laughs> Brilliant. That, that when you do return to something over and over again, that's a part of our family culture. Yeah. You know, we get something that we can look forward to. And I think the thing about the nativity story that's interesting is we can start with presentations of it that are maybe aimed more at kids, like that one. I think about the star, which – came that out in 2017 and you know tells the story of of Jesus birth from the perspective of the animals. And mm-hmm. obviously kind of like what we're seeing with Journey to Bethlehem, this is a fanciful tale. It's not intended as you know a literal
4: <laughs>
0: description right. of right. what happened. Exactly. The, no one's the going donkeys to take this. Talking, right? No one's
4: going to say I don't need to read the Bible because I saw the star.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's going to say that. But I do think it it gives us an imaginative way to look at the story from a new perspective. And then I think as your kids get older, you could move on to something like the nativity story, which is an attempt to tell the story realistically. Uh, And maybe then you're able to appreciate it in a new way.
1: I think it's important, though, to start, uh, just personally, to start with that imaginative, creative element. Because I remember as a kid... Now, this is to my dad's credit now, but every year we'd read the story in the Bible. Yes. Same here. it was so boring. I was. As a kid, I'm <laughs> Kristen, like, oh, my fired? goodness. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, as a 9, 10, 11-year-old, I'm like, oh, it, this is like the bo- most boring story. Well, you're but like,
3: I've memorized this. Yes. Because
1: it was <laughs> yes.
0: familiar, right? Because it
1: was familiar. And having some of these, like, add-ons or told maybe from a different way or just a little bit of – emotion behind it, which is why I like The Chosen so much. I know a lot of people have issues with The Chosen, but it it goes to that like humanity side, which the Bible doesn't try to take away. But if we read it or we're used to hearing it in church in a certain way, we might not bring that kind of context to it.
4: One of the things that I loved growing up, is I think my family did a really good job of blending those mm-hmm. a little bit because That's cool. every year we would we would unpack our nativity set right we had this big old plastic nativity set and take it out piece by piece and My dad is a great storyteller, so he would take out a piece. And your dad's an artist, too. And my dad is an artist. I'm guessing
0: he loved bringing some of that into the mix, too. He
4: absolutely did. But so he would, when I was a little kid, you know, four or five, he would bring out each character. They were familiar characters, so we Mm. knew who they were. And he would... Ask me to talk about this a little bit, you know, just tell it in my own words, what mm. these characters, what these figures represented. Oh, Joseph, Mary, Wiseman. Yeah. yeah. And I think that when you are able to bring your kids into that discussion, it actually helps bring it alive a little bit more for them. Yeah.
0: I think so, too. And, and I love where this conversation has gone. I knew even, you know, putting it down on paper, hey, let's talk about nativity movies, In some ways, even the topic feels a little bit basic, but I think that what we've illustrated is there are ways to take these stories and weave them into our family culture in a way that builds tradition. It builds relationship. And even with a movie, you can sort of build and exercise your imagination a little bit. Um, And and I think that's terrific.
1: Well, one of them I wanted to mention is Narnia, right? The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and always winter never christmas that's right exactly these are like really fun things that you get to incorporate so not only just the movie side or the TV side which we watch Charlie Brown Christmas every year by my mom's basic command like we are not allowed to <laughs> not watch it. I see where you
5: get it now. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the therapy session but anyway just kidding she's fantastic but we read lots
0: of books <laughs> <As laughs> am I. <laughs> JK. <laughs>
1: Love you mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry mom. Love you. But we read lots of books too in my family and my kids are kind of getting at least my oldest is getting to the point where like I can start Getting into the Lion, the witch in the wardrobe. Now the movie is, I think, way too scary. Yeah, um, but the books are fantastic, mm. and you're able to build. I read a ton as a kid, and that is where a lot of my core memories are from is books. And so I, I want to bring that into our family. You know mm. that tradition.
0: Love that. Well, this has been a great conversation today. And again, if this is the first time you're hearing about the movie Journey to Bethlehem, which is in theaters this weekend, be sure to check out Paul's awesome review and to check out the interview with Adam Anders. And you'll find links to those in the episode notes for today's show. Well, in our second segment today, Bob Hoos joins us to talk about video games. Bob is our resident video game maven guru you know pick any smart word you want to stick in there player Player. um and what we're going to do today is bob is going to tell us about some of the biggest games this year and some of those yet to come that we haven't necessarily reviewed yet so that you You as a parent know when your kids start talking about x y or z game you can be like ah they told me about that on the plugged in show and i remember here's what i need to know so bob Take it away, what do we need to know about the year's biggest games this holiday season?
5: Well, you know there's a lot of games, and I'll tell you, a lot of the f- games that just came out this fall or yeah. are coming out this fall are some of the biggest ones of this year yep, and they're the ones because they kind of
0: build up for the holiday yeah, season and, and right
5: they're the ones that, that kids are going to probably talking about most uh two of them we've actually sort of briefly talked about before on uh, that Starfield and baldur's gate three okay those are still big games and they were like some of the biggest games of the year and if people don't remember what they are uh baldur's gate is sort of like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of game and it's M-rated and so it's got some M-rated things in there so keep that in mind if somebody says I want this one, I want this one Uh, The other one, Starfield, is more of uh, like Skyrim in space. It's a Bethesda game and it took them a long time to make this one but everybody was really looking forward to this and it's a large space adventure. It's also M-rated but sort of feels less M-rated in some ways than like the Baldur's Gate Really M-rated. And, yeah, yeah.
0: And this is probably a good place, I think, for me to just editorialize a little bit that yeah. this is the way of it, right? So oh, many yeah. of the biggest games are M-rated. And certainly we have some franchises that aim younger. But especially by the time your your kids are in their mid-teens, yeah, probably these are the games their friends are playing. And you'll want to know... Just how M-rated is it? Yeah, but we won't even
5: go into Call of Duty. I mean, there's a right. there's a new Call of Duty release that isn't a new game. It's just a re-release of, of okay. an older game, and that's coming out uh, very soon. And but it that's when you start crossing into some really. M-rated territory where things get kind of bloody and messy and all that. But there's a a wide variety of games that we can also be talking about here. Um, I won't take very much time with them, but some of the ones that have just come out, like Assassin's Creed Mirage. Okay. That's another one of those that's that's a big game. Now, there have been like 13 different Assassin's Creed games out there. This one is kind of a, a, a throwback, a hearkening back to the earlier Assassin's Creed games, but it's still M rated, and it's one of those sneak around and kill people kind of games. And, and is this a franchise that gets its
0: M rating primarily for the violence? Is yeah, there some language I too? So.
5: I mean, it's it's had a wide variety of things in it. They've covered a lot of bases, and and there is some language, yes, but primarily it is the violence, okay. the the deadliness. Uh, another one that uh, it came out in October that everyone is talking about and everyone will be talking about for some time is marvel's spider-man two okay and i'm hoping it's not m-rated no it's teen. so that's the good side of that this one is uh is dealing with uh miles morales as spider-man and peter parker as spider-man and they're working together and it's a lot of fun but it, it, that's going to be another game that uh, a lot of the kids are going to be Asking about uh, another M-rated game that's that came out in October is Alan Wake Two. Okay, now, this is a, this is a um, sequel from way back, and it the original yeah, the first one was ages ago. Wasn't yeah, it? I think it was like two thousand sixteen. I okay. think, but it, it it there was a lot of buzz on this one, uh, and this particular version of the or this new release is a survival horror game. The okay. other one was more of a uh adventure game with a little horror thrown in this one's kind of a survival horror game about a writer who's caught in an alternate dimension and things like that and uh but again it's going to be an m-rated game and it might not be one that you want to grab for the kids because that one this one's going to be pretty serious okay uh but if you're really looking for something for the kids Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I
0: was hoping that there was going to be a Mario Brothers yeah, game in this yeah, list somewhere. Yeah.
5: And this one, the, again, is another one of those sort of callback to earlier games uh, because it's a it's a side-scrolling platformer. Okay. And they haven't had one of those in the Mario world for... Oh, Ages. Yeah, it's been Long forever. Long time. And, and so it, it's going to be one that it's, I think it's E-rated Pretty sure it's E rated, and it'll just be pure fun. Lots of lots of variety, and you can also play it online or offline. Okay, so yeah, it's you, for the
0: Nintendo Switch. It's I assume. Nintendo Switch, right? And well, so
5: if you just want to play it on your Switch and you don't want to worry about your kids being online, you can do that.
0: One of the things I love about the Mario games is they really can be family games. Yeah, we, my family has spent so much time playing Mario Kart. Right, yeah. And and even my daughters, who are not, for the most part, they wouldn't describe themselves as gamers. That's not their thing. They love playing Mario Kart with their brother. And sometimes they even rope me in because they all like to totally destroy yeah. me and feel better about well, themselves. And it's
5: also one of those games that you can play in tiny pieces. Yep. You know, because you, you, you travel around and you go to these different levels and these different areas, and so maybe they take 10 minutes 15 minutes to get through this level and if you want to stop there and go brush your teeth for bed great i right. mean it's not like like the star fields where you get it plugged in and it like <laughs> an 80 like... hour commitment exactly. to the story a couple days later you finally come up out of the basement or something you know <laughs> uh okay and, and another one that's that's e-rated that could be a lot of fun for people who would like these kinds of games is forza motorsport oh. which uh which just came out near the beginning of October okay and uh, and you can get this one on well it's Xbox but you can also get it on Game Pass which is the Xbox if you have an Xbox sort of an account uh-huh. uh the Game Pass account this is one of those you get for free okay um and it's it's fun, you know. It's especially if you really dig cars because it's a lot of uh, uh, sim racing essentially. And
0: Forza has sort of been the Microsoft Xbox equivalent of Gran Turismo. Yes. over on yes. the Sony PlayStation you know, these beautiful platforms. Beautiful
5: vehicles and lots of fun. Another fun uh, kid-friendly game is one called Detective Pikachu Returns. Aww. I don't know if you ever played the first one. I know you're I a, did. you're a Pokemon fan, uh, but the the first one was essentially you've got Pikachu as this hard-boiled detective trying to solve a mystery while drinking a lot of coffee. Yes, and that's, but not that hard-boiled. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hard-boiled in an E-world, yes. you know, E-rated world. Um, uh, again, though, it's very, very fun for the kids and something that I think would be a, a Christmas favorite um, that isn't threatening. Um, the other, let's see, there's a couple of others that uh, are coming out a little later in the year. Oh, one that I should mention, we we were talking about switch. They've got Hogwarts legacy coming out on switch now. Oh, Um, those for those people that couldn't play it because they didn't have one of the brand new PS fives or something like that now you can play it on switch okay and so they can bring it home and if you're if you're a hogwarts harry potter fan yeah it's it's one of those games that it's t-rated and it doesn't get into really heavy areas uh i mean it's still the magic and all that sort right. of thing too but it's 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 a pretty fun game and then one other that i'll mention is one that's coming out beginning of december and it's called avatar frontiers of pandora
0: Okay, so it's based on the movies, exactly. Not,
5: not the, no, not no. the manga. Yeah, it's uh, James Cameron's movies. It's based on that, and it takes place in that world, and it's uh, for the PS5, the Xbox Series X and S, and PC. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's all the new consoles, but it's supposed to be a, a pretty whiz bang kind of game that that uh, the family can get into and enjoy.
0: Okay. Bob, I appreciate you bringing that sort of rapid fire list to the table. Sure. Um, we have reviewed a bunch of these games and you can find a list of the things we have reviewed right. in the episode notes for today's show. And I'll also say, even though you may think of Plugged In primarily as a resource for movies or maybe television, um, Bob does a terrific job of reviewing the hot new game each week. In uh, fact, we
5: will have reviews for all of these games okay. by the end of the year.
0: Great. So they're all on our list. If we haven't quite covered it yet, it is coming. And you'll find the same level of, of really detailed plugged-in analysis that you've come to expect in our movie reviews. We'll tell you what's good. We'll tell you what's not so good and, hmm. and, and leave you with sort of a you know a last thought on maybe here's what you really need to think about for your family. Thanks, Bob. You bet. Now it's time for a part of the show we call Pop Culture Connection, in which our producer Ashley joins us. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Adam. To give us questions, to uh, (laughs) invite us to give (laughs) as many answers as possible in 30 seconds. Although we're going to give Paul less time today. Are we? Okay. 45 seconds. Paul gets 20 today. (laughs) No, because you've been winning lately, so I need to handicap the game. Uh, Anyway, take it away, Ashley. All
2: right. Kristen, I have you up first. Uh, okay. Oh, this is a good one for you. All right.
0: I love your enthusiasm.
2: Thanks. What is one kid's book you'd
1: recommend to families and why? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Try again. Corduroy.
1: Okay, I want to say Island of the Blue Dolphins, but it's not really a kid's book. Well, it is like for older kids. Okay, because there's adventure, because this girl is a boss and she has to like figure everything out on her own and she's abandoned on this island and she has to make her own food and her shelter and... Uh, it like takes you to a different place as a kid I read this a lot as you can tell um, it's very sad though her brother dies um, <laughs> spoiler warning spoiler So maybe warning. We don't, we don't do that but she has to like take care of her brother until he dies and great oh, kids' book, that's
2: wow. got all wow.
1: the things sadness, wow.
0: adventure. <laughs> I mean, next it. time do Lord of the Flies.
1: <laughs> Isn't that a Newberry Award winner yes.
2: or something? Yes. I didn't
1: defend it properly, and it's actually really sad,
2: but I read it as a kid and I loved
0: it. All <laughs> Sorry, right. I think we're just well, gonna all go okay. watch old Yeller now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <I> <laughs> thank you, Kristen. How many eight points, eight eight points. points? hey,
0: really great point Good total job. for a slow start.
2: Yeah, should have said <laughs> I thanks Emily yeah
3: right <laughs> was... because it's adorable
0: no bears were killed in the filming yes. of this book no no right. bears were killed no brothers
4: died
3: nobody dies Emily gets a
4: home
2: Emily you're up next all right do you prefer an action flick or a rom-com, and why? Oh, it depends
3: on my mood. Right now, I'm going to say rom-com because I really Ooh. like watching Meg Ryan movies right around Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And this is close enough that I have already started. I like rom-coms because they make you feel good. There's no sadness. Uh, action movies nowadays just have—they're non-stop action. It's way yes, too much. thank it's you. Like, can we calm down? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't know. I just—I—I I like. I'm a hopeless romantic, and uh. so yeah, they just make me feel warm and fuzzy. Nice.
0: Did you Six really points. say, that can you calm so down? Yes. yes. yes.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, should we call Taylor Six Swift then at this point? You no. settle <laughs> like, down, Iron we have, Man.
3: You I've had chill. many conversations about this with my husband, and we both, so ag- right. we both agree that like action movies nowadays, it's like 90% action, 10% story, yeah, but and it's chill. too much. Yes. It's like, look at all the special effects we can do. Yes. That's People... all it is nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. Feels mm-hmm. like another podcast it for another time. Yes, I so much want to answer this question. No, ahead, right,
2: Ashley. that was awesome. Emily, <laughs> I got six points for you. Good Ooh.
4: job. Good job.
0: Oh, I mean, that was a good eh. try.
3: No, it was good. It
0: makes yeah, you but, want to go watch but rock no one, better.
4: no one died in your answer, so that's That's, right. a that's true. That is right? true.
3: Well, I mean, in the action movies, they do. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, right. part of the problem. <laughs> true. All right, Paul.
2: All right, I'm ready. Your question is Do you prefer music or podcasts and why?
4: Oh, you know what? I'm gonna have to say podcasts at this moment in my life because they keep me awake. They allow me to learn something <laughs> while I'm, I'm running miles and miles down the road. They're kind of cool. They help me win my my fantasy football team sometimes. They oh. they because I listen to a fantasy football podcast. I've never gotten they, ed- <laughs> they give me edge. They give me information about history. I get to hear some cool stories. I like the personalities that are involved in podcasts. Especially Especially on the plugged in show. Right Especially. Here. I mean if there's <laughs> one plugged thing we
0: bring, it's personality. Boom,
4: <laughs> <I get> it. <laughs> drop the mic. Uh, I, I got tell you eight. what, you don't want you to get? hear us sing. Did you get eight? Eight. Yeah. What? Well, music, podcasts? Never mind. Oh, right. 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 That was too much. musical podcast no, I would be something turnoff, totally different.
0: Totally. Right. Totally. Uh, my car is still in midair after leaving the road. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was eight.
2: Which We're is a bad feeling eight. by which I
0: did that nice once.
4: Job. Did we get to do a tiebreaker?
0: That would be
1: awesome no
0: look at the time
4: <laughs> Ashley is All it my right. turn <laughs> it is your turn Adam yes
2: what do you consider to be the best kids movie ever and why <laughs>
0: the best kids movie ever. uh stressful isn't it it is stressful I am gonna go oh man I might get zero points Locked up. I'm going to go with the first Paddington movie because Paddington's a bear. He comes from the forest. It's a very gentle movie. There's very little content. It's a lovely movie about a bear. Did I mention it was about a bear? <laughs> a bear who goes from the forest In of Brazil to, and Marmalade. Thank you for the, yes, also Marmalade. Woo! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was totally, totally cheating. Yeah,
4: totally
3: cheating. It's how fast you start talking as soon as you have <laughs> yeah, your answer. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> well, good.
0: I was trying to make up for lost okay. time, but I think I still didn't win. I
2: think you get a bonus point though for not saying Star Wars. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Star Wars is not the best
0: kids' movie. <laughs> Progress, right?
4: right. So, I mean, but you get a point taken away because Marmalade was not your
0: answer. <laughs> I'm leaving it up to Ashley. I still don't think I beat you, so it's really not an issue. Okay,
2: I do believe you've tied with Emily, so you have six <sighs> points. These other two have eight points. Good job, guys. Well, we're all on the
0: podium. You guys get gold. Emily and I get to split a silver (laughs) (laughs) and we'll try again next week. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today for another fun and laughter filled episode of the Plugged In Show. You know, each week we really try to deal with topics that will help you as a family. Sometimes we take deep dives on technology or really gritty issues Sometimes we have a little bit more of a a playful conversation. And I think talking today about nativity movies has been one of those. We would love to hear from you what you think about what we talked about today. If there's any part of our conversation about nativity and Christmas movies or video games, like we talked about with Bob Hoos in our second segment, we would love to hear from you. And you can come to thepluggedinshow.com where we have a little tab, a little black bar on the right side of the page, where you can leave us a voicemail. That's right, a voicemail. And we might just use your audio clip on a future show. So call now, as they used to say on the commercials, (laughs) and leave us a message. Or just shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. And as I mentioned earlier, you can always leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to do that as well. Or just check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us this week at The Plugged In Show. We know you have lots of ways you could spend your time. We're really grateful to spend some of that time with you, and we look forward to doing it again next week on another episode of The Plugged In Show.
3: As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat.